Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for February 2nd, 2020. Today's podcast is a sermon shared by Amy Jackstein and Russ Dean, co-pastors at Park Road Baptist Church. The title of the sermon today is, You Are Loved, You Are Forgiven, You Know the Drill. Each week during this season of Epiphany Revealings, I've been telling you some of my story, and I tell you my story with the hope that you will comb back through your own life and make your own connections within your own story. Words matter. Can you experience God in the ritual, in the symbol? In the repetition of words, is it comfortable when you know what's coming? That you can just repeat them off the top of your head? Like today, I think about all the bread and cup that I have taken and all that I have served. And if anyone says the words on the night that Jesus was betrayed, I feel myself reaching for a loaf of bread and holding it up over my head. It just comes that easily to me. This is my body broken for you. This is the cup of the new covenant poured for you. The ritual matters. I think about all the water that I've stood in. Because of your profession of Jesus is Lord, I baptize you, my sister, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of Jesus. I just have to, when I say, buried in the likeness of his death, I just find myself instantly doing this. Raised to walk in the newness of life. Like my body just goes with the motions of those words. I've said them so much. Words matter. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you. May God be gracious to you. You know it by heart, almost, don't you? Don't worry, I still write my benediction down every Sunday because of that time about 15 years ago that I forgot line three right back there. Just completely wasn't paying attention, left my mind. I don't think I've not written it down since. But it's also, it's the big rituals. It's communion, it's baptism that we experience the presence of God. But it's also, let us keep silence together. And instantly, doesn't your head just go? And what you do then is pray that you're not the one to drop the hymnal or need to open the wrapper of candy right in that moment because we're all about to keep silence together. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some of you miss that a lot, don't you? I know you do. We know. We know you want us to bring it back. After 18 years, we say, you have heard the ancient story. Let us listen now for the word of the Lord. Some of the changes that we do are theological in nature. This is the word of the Lord. Yes, yes, this is the word of the Lord. It's one of the words of the Lord. It's not all the word of the Lord. So let us keep listening for the word of the Lord, not like this is the only one. In communion today, you will come and get it. From the four corners of the world, you will come and receive it. But sometimes we pass it out to you and we all wait together because 
Sometimes you need to remember that this is an undeserved grace. You do nothing to be welcome to this table but just sit there and you get it freely. There's nothing you can do to deserve it. But sometimes you come to get it in an effort to say, yes, I say yes to this. I make a move toward this. There's ritual and symbol in all of this. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You can hear it. You can hear the tune as soon as I start saying it until we change the tune during uh, Advent. And that throws you off a little bit and you have to look at the words. And how many of you still stumble over Creator Christ and Holy Ghost? Instead of praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It occurred to me, though, that uh, our sons who have grown up here, and this is the only church they have known, when we go home and we're with family, it's very typical for Russ's dad. We're getting ready to have the blessing, and Russ's dad just burst into the doxology. Because don't you all do that? Well, they do at Russ's house. And when we do, we get to the end and everybody else is singing, Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And Jackson and Ben are going, what are they saying? It's Creator Christ and Holy Ghost because that's all they've ever known because we changed that because God is not just Father. So we took the Father out and said Creator, just as a subtle reminder to us that God is not a man. But we left the Our Father alone because there's some things, rituals, you feel like you better not mess with that in corporate worship. Words matter. The repetition matters. They're engraved in our minds and in our hearts. All we have to do is say Our Father, and instantly you will launch into the rest of it. And many of you, if I say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, you will launch right in with me. Because the repetition, the ritual matters. I could say, you are loved. You are forgiven. You know the drill. You'd be able to finish it for me. You are loved. You are forgiven. If you are visiting with us today, go ahead and memorize this now for your next time, okay? Normally, you don't repeat it for us. We say it for you. But also recognize that in this ritual, in our shared collective experience, that the visitors among us are thinking, I didn't know the line. Am I welcome here? Yes, you are. You are loved. You are forgiven. So be at peace. You know the drill. May it be so. Amen. Those of us who were raised Baptist were tempted to think of ritual as superstitious hocus-pocus. It was the method of those slightly questionable Catholics. I'm sorry, Bill and Margie. And maybe the only slightly less dubious Episcopalians I was raised with a measure of suspicion about religious ritual. In my simple mind, those mysterious rites were intended to invoke the power of God by enchantment or incantation. They called it liturgy. I didn't know what that meant. Baptists didn't have liturgy. 
ritual was magic. When Amy and I were on pilgrimage in 2009, walking the 72 miles from Saria to the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela with our two sons, we spent our last night in a beautiful renovated farmhouse in the rolling hills of Galicia. That's the province of northern Spain. We slept in a reconstituted horse stable, this resort providing the nicest of our accommodations along the way of St. James. Apropos for that last night along the trail, as we settled into this beautiful, slightly eerie estate nestled among the trees on a little rise, our tour guide invited us to participate in a Galician tradition called the Kemada. The tradition involves a devilish, devilish Galician moonshine, boiled along with herbs, sugar, lemon peel, cinnamon, and coffee beans. The Kemada is traditionally prepared in a hollow pumpkin, though ours was brewing in a big black pot when we went down into that dungeon-like basement to partake. Before uh, she, she served up this perfectly witchy brew of a drink, she read the incantation. Part of the words included owls, toads, and witches, demons, goblins, spirits of the misty veils, home of worms and vermin, wisp of the holy company, evil eye, scent of the dead, thunder and lightning. It was getting eerie down there, you know. When this beverage goes down our throats, we will get free of the evil of our soul and of any charm, forces of air, earth, sea, and fire. To you I make this call. If it's true that you have more power than people, make the spirits of the friends who are outside take part with us in this Kemada. And then she said, here, have a drink. It was more than a little bit creepy. And I was almost afraid of imperiling my Christian soul by participating in this black magic. You know, that's about what some people think of communion. Maybe especially in the Catholic expression, which teaches that as the priest speaks those words of institution, they are called, somehow magically the element becomes the literal body and blood of Christ. After all, Jesus did say, this is my body. So is ritual just a synonym for magic? Is there no difference in kemada and communion? Communion is not black magic. And ritual has an important role to play even in the lives of 21st century Christians who have been freed from the charms of superstition. What does communion mean? Or is it important to know the theology intricately, to be able to parse every Greek syllable? I'm reminded of the Lutheran pastor who would refuse to serve his church member who had Down syndrome because he said there was no way she could possibly understand what communion means. What a tragedy. What a travesty of pastoral understanding. He would not serve her. She had Down syndrome because she couldn't know what it meant. Who knows what it means? I don't know what communion means. Maybe we can only say what it does not mean. But in breaking bread and sharing the cup, we remember 
together. We share and participate powerfully together. Together here. Together with Christians around the whole world. The life of Jesus and his death, the resurrection of the Christ. Communion will have different meaning for each person who participates. It is precisely because we cannot know what it means and because intellectual understanding is not what is important. Because we cannot know, we participate in ritual. The life of God is commitment, sacrifice, sharing. And that love is not something to know but something to do. So again and again and again, we come to the table ritually, not to define, but to experience, not to know, but to do. A Yoruba proverb from Nigeria says, let us do it the way it is usually done so that we may have the usual result. Communion is not an intellectual endeavor. It is drinking from the gushing fountains of life, participating in God together. Right here. Until we can go out there and find God in the world where it really matters most. This ritual and all others invite us to drink from the fountains. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.